Welcome to Goodbody's Market Pulse update for 21st September 2020. Every Monday, we provide a concise overview of the key themes driving financial markets and investor decisions around the world. We're joined today by Bernard Swartz, our Chief Investment Officer. So, Bernard, we had a soft week last week in markets. Any developments you need to update uh, listeners on? There wasn't much data last week, so we do probably a couple of big items from the US, but that was all. So we had the retail sales report uh, out, the monthly retail sales report and the industrial production. Um, both of them, we've been used to statistics coming in well ahead of forecasts and showing a, a, a sort of E-type recovery. Eventually, that was going to ease off, and, and these readings are starting to show that beginning to ease off. So the, the retail sales report was up, if we exclude motors, up about, 0.7.8% month on month. Industrial production was a bit, a bit, a bit below that. Um, in the retail sales, this was encouraging thing from it. Uh, restaurant sale, restaurant and food services, they were up 5% month on month. So the, the, the opening up process is, uh, still, still impacting on the economy. Industrial production still has a little bit to go. We're about 7% below where we were pre-COVID. So consumption of goods is, uh, above pre-COVID levels, but the production still hasn't got up there. It's still at 7% below. Uh, so the, there wasn't a lot of data. Um, I guess we had the Fed meeting as well, and there was a bit of disappointment that the, the Fed didn't uh, change any policies or, or implement any, any new schemes and didn't talk about yield curve management, which people were, were hoping that, the, that, that they would. So uh, data was okay, but it was sparse. Um, and then the Fed uh, didn't, didn't deliver anything to get get people excited so the, the soft tone that we've had has carried on um, and obviously the, the news of the virus and uh, other things were, were in the background. And just on the virus, I suppose COVID-19 is, it seems to be back into the headlines um, are markets getting concerned around more lockdowns I suppose around the world? Yes, yeah, that's definitely in the background, uh, certainly in Europe anyway we saw a lot of the reo- uh, sectors exposed to reopening or very weak towards the tail end of last week um, as the number of cases start to increase again in the euro uh, in europe us is sort of flatlining in the case but uh, certainly there there was at the tail end of last week uh, an element of you know how fast can the reopening uh, continue uh, across the world and i guess um, in the background the bigger thing about that is what's going on the fiscal side in the us so there's worries about the 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 virus spiking up but at the same time we haven't got an agreement um on the next fiscal package in the us um and that's probably weighing more on people um that yes we know the virus is still around but the policy measures were offsetting it and uh, delaying getting those policy measures uh, is certainly weighing uh, weighing across markets uh, uh, last week, patients running thin and timetable uh, getting short. But you know, we've had this brinkmanship before. We'll probably get something uh, before before the the Congress breaks up for the election. Great, Bernard. And finally, um, you issued your um, top down investor memo late last week uh, around inflation expectations. Can you give uh, listeners a little bit of a, a flavour of 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 that piece? Yeah, I suppose we published because we've heard a lot more people talking about maybe the inflation uh, outlook is, will be higher than we've had over the last decade. Um, and I guess one of the points that we'd sort of make from it, if we take what the Fed did and the change in their policy, they sort of said, well, we're not going to start moving policy until we actually see inflation. And that's kind of a way of admitting that it's very difficult to predict where the inflation rate will go. Um, you might get the direction, but for them, they need 
the point, you know, uh, what, what point does a, 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 acts as a catalyst for an interest rate increase? And I, can't, I, I suppose they were admitting that it, it, they, they can't trust the forecasts out there, and especially given recent history, uh, you can understand that. So uh, for us, and thinking about what we do for clients, like we acknowledge that we're probably there's a, the, there is a probability we'll have a higher inflation. But we're not sure it's going to be significantly higher. Um, so yes, we have this new policy mix of monetary policy even bigger than we've had over the last decade, but fiscal policy there also. So a lot of the monetary stimulus went straight to banks and then back into the central bank in the last 10 years. Uh, over the next few years, some of that, a lot of that will be going to governments who will be spending it. So, so you do know uh, that there's some cyclical pressure uh, for a rise in inflation rate, uh, in the inflation rate. But there are forces that are going to dampen that as well. Uh, one of them, as we know, we've moved to more and more to a digital economy. That has happened across more industries in the last number of months um, and a more uh, through more segments of the population over the last number of months. And what that, that does is it eliminates middlemen, it gives greater price transparency, uh, greater price searching. So there is a structural force, and it's been with us for a number of years. It's not a new one, but it does look like it's got an, an acceleration uh, over the last uh, last number of months, which will dampen those cyclical impacts. And I guess looking at the cyclical impacts as well, there is a bit of spare capacity around with what has happened uh, in the global economy. So labour markets in an okay shape, but they're probably uh, underlying there. There's more capacity there than there was six or nine months ago. Um, we also have with interest rates uh, right at zero, basically across the world. Capital is very cheap these days. Um, if we look at energy prices, they're very low and unlikely to move up very, uh, very much. As and the same with other commodities. So there doesn't seem to be any cost push uh, pressure on inflation and capacity there that should aggregate demand increase. It can be met without moving prices up. So we'd sort of say, yeah, the the. the we think the outlook for inflation is a little bit higher and we've done things in portfolios as a result of that. Uh, but we don't think it's, it's going to be big move up in sort of three, four, five percent inflation rates. You know, if they can get it to two and a half, I'd say they'd be doing well. But there's still the confidence around that would be low enough. So the, the Fed has effectively said we're not going to be predicting it. Um, and I guess what's good enough for the Fed is good enough for us. We position for slightly higher intra, uh, inflation rates, but unless we see something, uh, we, we won't be dramatically changing policy on the back of inflation outlooks. That concludes this week's episode of Market Pulse. For further news and analysis on markets, financial planning and investments, please go to www.gov.ie forward slash insights.